Welcome to The Mental Notes Show, the show for ambitious moms ready to break the cycle of anxiety for themselves and their families. I've been in your shoes. I know the weight of holding it all together for a family when you're barely holding it together for yourself. And sometimes it can feel lonely and overwhelming. I'm your host, Deanna Pacina. I'm a certified parenting coach, behavioral consultant, counselor in training, and wife and mom. I know what it's like to feel alone in parenting an anxious child. I thought I could do it all on my own, but it was learning how to manage my anxiety and connect with a community that made all the difference in how I show up for myself and my family. This podcast is your sanctuary, a place where we get real about the struggles and triumphs of parenting anxious kids while managing our own personal growth. We'll dive deep into communication hacks, identifying those sneaky triggers, and creating a home that's more peace and less chaos. So grab your favorite cup of something warm and let's go. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to the Mental Notes Show. I'm your host, Deanna, and I'm glad you're here today. Today, we're going to be on episode three of a five-part series where we're looking at the DISC profile and how it can show up in your children and how it might look when they have anxiety. Two episodes ago, we did an overall big picture of the different profile types. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I would go back and listen to that one. And then last week, we looked specifically at the decisive type. This week, we're going to be looking at our influential type. And if you have ever been around an eye, an influential person, you know you are around an eye. I like to say that they light up the room and you cannot ignore the fact that they are there. They are energetic, enthusiastic, optimistic, people-oriented. They radiate a sense of warmth and approachability. You just want to be around them. They're masters of communication. They're very charismatic. And they're really good at tuning into the needs of other people. Just as a reminder, when we talk about the DISC profile, the four different types are dominance, influence, steadiness, and conscientiousness. And if you're not sure what your type might be, you can head on over to deannapacina.com forward slash quiz and take my parenting personality quiz to help you start to get some insight into how you might be showing up as a parent and what that could look like. Because, for example, if you're somebody who's a high D, a high I is probably going to annoy you and you need to understand why and where that's coming from. So when we talk about high-eyed children, they're very social, they're engaging, and they're full of ideas. And again, they have a contagious enthusiasm about them. But as parents, we need to know how to nurture these vibrant traits while also guiding them through the challenges that they might face, especially when anxiety is part of the picture. And we'll talk more about what that looks like here in a few minutes. But our high I kids are communicators. They love to talk. They love to interact and be a part of social settings. So I would imagine that most high I kids don't have social anxiety. Their anxiety looks a little different than, say, somebody who is more reserved and gets anxiety about having to be around people. They're very creative. They have lots of ideas and stories. But the challenges that they can have is they can struggle with focus following through on tasks, and dealing with structure or routine activities. The heart of the high I profile lies in its social nature. These individuals thrive on interaction and social engagement. 
They are the life of the party. They are brimming with energy and enthusiasm, and they have a natural ability to inspire other people. I like to say that high eyes are, they're almost bubbly, and they just have this magnetism that draws them to you. They're very extroverted and people-focused. So if you come across somebody who has that really extroverted nature and they're very people-focused, the odds are that person has some high eye in their profile. This makes them excellent team players. And I will also tell you that if you have a high eye child or a high eye teen, they're really, really, really good at talking you into things or convincing you as to why you need to let them do something because high eyes are natural salespeople. <laughs> they're also very emotionally intelligent and they're in tune to the feelings and needs of other people around them. So they can be highly empathetic and understanding. But that emotional sensitivity can also make them prone to anxiety as they might internalize the emotions of the other people around them. Despite the fact that they have these vibrant, outgoing natures and they're really good at connecting with people, high eyes struggle with routine and structure. They are spontaneous and they want flexibility and that can lead to difficulties in managing time and staying organized. So think about, you know, due dates for homework or having to sit in class for too long. Those types of things are going to cause problems for a high eye student. At their best, our high eyes are charismatic and inspiring and they can bring people together. But at their worst, they can be impulsive, disorganized, and overly sensitive to criticism. But their ability to connect with others and their natural enthusiasm make them just an absolute joy to be around. Now, what does anxiety look like through the lens of somebody who is a high I? It's going to manifest in a couple of different ways. They might become overly talkative, excessively social, constantly seeking approval or validation from others. Because high eyes, they care what other people think about them. Their desire to be liked and appreciated might push them to overextend themselves, leading to burnout and heightened anxiety. In contrast, they might actually withdraw from social situations out of fear of rejection or a negative evaluation because, again, they take very seriously what other people think about them. And they might become overly concerned about their image or any perceived failure or criticism can lead to intense worry and self-doubt. Now, their anxiety might also show up as impulsivity or restlessness because they're constantly seeking new experiences or distractions to help them avoid uncomfortable feelings. They might struggle with tasks that require patience and focus, becoming anxious when they can't quickly achieve the desired results. For a high eye to have to remember facts and details and spit them back out to you, that is something that can cause them great anxiety because it's not their natural strength. High eye individuals might also struggle with setting boundaries, which can lead to feelings of overwhelm and increased anxiety. They might take on too many commitments. They might struggle to say no or constantly feel like feeling like they're letting other people down, being you know people pleasers. So it's important to remember that these traits can contribute to their anxiety, but they can also be used to combat it because their natural communication skills, their creativity, and their ability to connect with others can really be powerful tools in helping them manage their anxiety when it starts to show up. 
So we're going to talk about some different ways and strategies that our high I individuals can use. Or if you have a, a teen, a child who is a high I, these are skills that you can use with them to help them manage their anxiety when it's starting to come up. So the first one is to leverage their communication skills. They are really good communicators. They can use a skill to express their feelings and thoughts about their anxiety, which can help them understand it better. By talking to a trusted friend, a family member, or a counselor, it can really give them the support and the validation that they need to start learning how to manage their own anxiety. They can also, as I said, be prone to impulsivity and restlessness. So mindfulness, such as meditation or deep breathing, can help them slow down and focus and stay in the present moment. But I want to give a disclaimer. That's going to be very hard and challenging for a high I individual. So I would say start with smaller doses because, again, they're, they're on the go all the time. So sitting down and being quiet and introspective is going to make them feel probably a little uncomfortable. But at the same time, they need that in order to help them overcome that impulsivity and that restlessness. High eyes also struggle with setting boundaries, which can lead to overwhelm. And they need to learn how to say no. Maybe it's saying no to a friend. Maybe it's, you know, saying no to um, something in a social situation or a work situation because they need to be able to prioritize their mental health. And that might mean taking time for self-care, limiting social engagements, stepping away from social media, because that can be very overwhelming when you consider that eyes want people to think highly of them. And putting yourself out there consistently, you're also putting yourself out there and opening yourself up to judgment, which leads to high eye individuals being really hard on themselves, especially when they feel like they have let another person down. They don't want to disappoint people. They need to understand that they can practice self-compassion and acknowledging that everybody makes mistakes. It is okay. Everybody is going to make mistakes at some point in life, and it's okay to not be perfect. And understanding that and talking with them through that can help reduce feelings of anxiety and boost their self-esteem. And last but not least, if anxiety is something that becomes overwhelming, it's really important to seek professional help, either working with a, a coach who can equip them with strategies and skills to move forward or a therapist. They can provide high individuals with the tools that they need to help manage that anxiety effectively. And it can help them understand their triggers, help them develop coping mechanisms, and ultimately help them build resilience. If you are someone who is parenting a high I child and you are not somebody who is a people person yourself, they can be challenging because they require a lot of effort and they require a lot of your energy and your attention. They, in fact, demand your energy and your attention because that's how they're just naturally hardwired. So it's really important that you, as someone who's a caregiver of a child like this, number one, you understand your personal style. And again, if you don't know what your parenting personality is, just go to deannapacina.com forward slash quiz. You can take my quick little quiz and it'll start to give you some insight into how you approach things. Because when you understand yourself, then it makes it a lot easier to communicate with the other people around you. I also just want to acknowledge for you how challenging it can be to parent a child who has anxiety, especially if you yourself have it or if you're a high achiever, it can be really challenging and it can be very isolating. So I encourage you to find community as well. 
Feel free to message me on Instagram at Deanna Piscina. If you have any questions, I'll be glad to help. Also know that we have a mental notes community on Facebook and you can join that group and, you know, just be with other moms who are going through the same thing that you're going through because there's nothing worse than feeling like you're alone in this journey that you're on. Thanks so much for being here today. I love spending time with you and learning with you. And I would really love for you to subscribe and rate and leave a review because that's how other people can find the show. If you found value in today's episode, share it with a friend who could benefit from it. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Deanna Piscina or in the Facebook group, the Mental Notes Community. And I'll link all of those in the show notes. I'll be back here next week and hope you will be too. See you then, friend.